Hi, welcome again. This is Tony Lane coming to you with my second podcast on my journey to the cigar box guitar. Wow, last time I realized we'd talked for almost seven minutes. Uh, so I guess when you talk about something you really love, the time just seems to fly by. Let's see how we get on this time around. But again, if you like it, please feel free to share the link, hit the bell, click like, share with your friends or whatever it is, and that would be greatly appreciated. Now, last week we talked a little bit about influences and I told part of the journey on how I came to be uh, engaged with the cigar box guitar. I talked a little bit about how I just love that sound of the dirty bluesy slide and how that then led me on a journey to try and somehow find that sound. I mentioned at the time uh, that information wasn't as readily available as it is now, so I tried to watch as much as I could and emulate the likes of Lowell George, Ry Cooter and so on, and try and do what they did and play how they play. And you might recall, I even went to the lengths of visiting the Sears in the States to pick up George's signature Sears 11 Craftsman Deep Socket. I mean, to me, it was at that time a pastime, simply that. Um, I just uh, wasn't trained in guitar at all. I just liked the slide and uh, the noise that it made. That was all that really mattered to me. That and having something that one day I might be able to use in a band with some mates. I guess I also figured it was a way of playing an instrument without having to take the time to learn the classical techniques and compete with the already competent players and guitar legends that were already surrounding me. Slide wasn't uh, really the red ocean the guitar was at the time. I guess even back then I was trying to hack it all to avoid the pain of having to take years to learn and compete. Now, we all know now that you need to put in the hours to master anything and uh, get really good at it. But to me, it was just a pastime and I wasn't really looking to go professional. Still am. I'm not. Um, and there were just too many rock stars in my view already. So it didn't really matter to me too much. I did, have, however, have a desire to play in a band. And, and believe it or not, I did actually do vocals in a short-lived project back in my late teens, early 20s. Did a lot of indie covers and a couple of the guitarists' originals. And while we seem to go over pretty well live, mostly friends, colleagues and family, it has to be said, in the uh, university lounge. As I say, it was very short-lived and we split over the usual um, inverted commas musical differences. Now, I recall feeling that I wanted to contribute more to the musical side of things even back then. And I remember thinking that playing slide or harmonica or something like that might be the way to do it. Because it always seemed to me that these sort of supplementary instruments uh, like the slide and the harmonica, they moved away from that standard rock format and added a special source to the mix. So I always hoped I'd be able to find time to progress that towards that goal. Now, I grew up in uh, the 80s in Australia. Uh, that was my teens and 20s. And uh, it was a kind of a golden time locally for talent over there, in particular for that indie scene. I'd always been into a wide range of music, but indie was to my taste then as it is now. And within that, I always gravitated to that swampier side of things when it came to the music I'd enjoy. It was a strong element in my taste, and there were plenty of bands out there at the time that were all mining that swamp blues scene. You're talking bands like The Scientists, Be Suburban, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Cruel Sea, and any number of others that were all hitting that button for me locally. And it just encouraged me more to explore that sound. About the same time, a radio station called Triple J, it was previously Double J when it was on the AM band, it went national and uh, it was almost 
permanently on um, when I had the chance. And, uh, oh, I wasn't out at clubs seeing live music. Triple J and another program, TV program I should mention, I guess, which sometimes became an all-night indie fest called Rage. Then it also opened up the doors to bands in the US and UK and all over the world that were plowing that furrow as well. You know, the bands like the Gun Club, Cramps, Violent Femmes, etc., etc. Now that time left a really indelible mark on my sonic landscape, and I remember it quite fondly. I left Australia in the early 90s, and uh, somehow I lost a bit of a feel for that indie alternative sound. And anyway, mostly it, it became more mainstream as grunge took over anyway. But moving on from that, a lot of water passed under the bridge. And I, I guess I looked it up online, but it wasn't until around 2007 when I first encountered C6 Steve and saw him playing his style of blues on what he would call his trance wonder guitar, which in reality was a beat up six string electric with only three strings attached. Now, I knew he know now anyway that he was using a strange alternate tuning. But back then it was a real jaw dropper. He was a one-man tornado with a stomp box that he called the Mississippi drum machine. Huh? And um, it was just fantastic. I just needed to know more. If you get a chance, you ought to check it out. Uh, you can find the clip. Uh, just Google C6 Steve and Jules Holland. You'll see what I mean. Uh, the tune he was playing was called Doghouse at the time, and it's back in 2007. Anyway, that kicked me back into the journey again, I guess. Up to that point, I'd only been dabbling a bit with my six string at home and alternate tunings for a bit of slide, never really going anywhere, always leaving it for months at a time and starting again pretty much where I left off and, and never progressing at all. It, I think that's one of the biggest issues, I think, for most people. They get stuck. They never really move on. They get into a rut and, and just can't progress. And I guess the key, of course, is persistence and practice, as we well know. But with our busy lives, it's easier said than done these days. Anyway, I guess that'll do for today. I'll pick it up again uh, in the next installment on my journey towards a cigar box guitar. Now, remember, if you enjoyed listening, I'd really be pleased if you could share the link, hit the bell, um, share it with your friends. It'd be greatly appreciated. So take it easy. I'll catch you, uh, catch up with you when next I can. So this is uh, Tony Lane, and I'm signing off. Bye-bye now.